0: We are really thrilled to have back on the program, as we always do, Amos Giora from the University of Utah. And often when we bring Amos on, we're talking about all things Middle East or what's happening in Israel specifically. Uh, and today we're talking about something completely different that I am absolutely fascinated by. And this is a real crucial conversation. And uh, Amos Giora joins us. Uh, The Utah State Bar is joining the S.J. Quinney College of Law at the University of Utah and hosting a celebration of the creation of a bystander initiative at the school. Amos, welcome back to the show. I'm so curious and excited to get into this conversation. Tell us, what is this all about?
1: Thanks for having me, Boyd. It is indeed a, a great honor that tomorrow the Utah State Bar is hosting an event celebrating the bystander initiative here at the S.J. Clinic College of Law is focused exactly on what it sounds like. The the question of the bystander, the person who was present, and the enabler, the person who knew about um, harm caused to the vulnerable individual, and it, it is, we are the first law school that has such an undertaking, and the fact that the, the bar sees fit to not only host tomorrow's event but to host four subsequent zoom conversations i don't like the word lecture conversations discussions with Mm -hmm. um to members of the bar on this issue clearly shows how important the question of the bystander and the enabler is from the perspective of the survivor and i think you may know that i spent Um, I know you and I talk about the Middle East and Israel and the world at large. I spend um, many hours every day interacting with sexual assault survivors from around the world who contact me, not about the assault, but about the role of the bystander and or enabler, because they have come to the realization that if the bystander and or enabler would have acted on their behalf rather than protecting the perpetrator or protecting the institution...
2: Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.
0: Yeah, and this is, uh, as we said at the beginning, this is a crucial conversation. I love the fact that the event itself is called Honoring the Work of Compassion. I want to dig into that a little bit uh, as we get into it. This really is a, uh, a first of its kind in the country, and uh, you alluded to it, and I want to make sure people really understand, uh, you've been doing this, the hard work and heavy lifting of this uh, for a long time. Uh, you've done this in other parts of the country. Uh, you've uh, got your books, Armies of Enablers and Crime of Complicity, The Bystander in the Holocaust. Uh, this has been a, a long time work and initiative for you. Uh, but help us understand that. Uh, and, and again, going back to this word compassion, how does that play in and what is the conversation really, really all about?
1: The notion of compassion is critical to the discussion because if, and the critical word word is if, if the institutional actor who had a sense of compassion to the vulnerable, then that person would have protected the vulnerable rather than protecting the institution. And this notion of the phrase I use is institutional complicity absolutely bumps up against the notion of compassion. It's a zero-sum game. Either you, as institutional actor, protect the institution, or you protect the vulnerable. And if you choose to protect the institution, that's institutional complicity, that's an utter failure in the context of compassion. Mm-hmm. Conversely, if you do what very few do and protect the vulnerable, that's compassion, and that absolutely needs to be celebrated.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so let's, let's go down that path a little bit. As you look at these conversations, again, starting tomorrow uh, and then uh, moving forward with these conversations, and, and of course, the initiative uh, there moving forward, what, what does that look like? What do you hope those conversations turn into? What does it mean in terms of, of the law? Uh, what does it mean in terms of all of us maybe just being a little more aware of our role uh, in all kinds of situations?
1: Three words. One is accountability. Two is legislation and three is education. Those, that's the, I don't use the word in a religious sense, but that's the trinity here. Yeah. Accountability is just that holding people accountable. Legislation is criminalizing the enabler in the same way that here in Utah, the bystander is criminalized. And three, education is, is educating the, the public at large about the consequences of enabler action to put meat to bone. In 1997, in West Virginia, in November 1997, a 12-year-old boy named Jeremy Bell was murdered by his teacher principal. That same teacher principal had molested who knows how many boys over the course of 30 years. He was simply transferred from school to school to school to school to school to school. To school. Uh, the night of the murder, the murder happens. Local law enforcement covers it up. Uh, over the course of two years, a private detect- investigator came from Erie, Pennsylvania, investigates it, breaks the case. The perpetrator, of pedophile, is in jail for the rest of his life. That same private investigator, a gentleman named Dan Barber, made the extraordinary decision to bequeath to me contractually 15,000 pages of documents about the murder. Those 15,000 pages sit in my office along with the picture of the boy. There are seven students who are working with me, articles, books, um, podcasts, anything to get the word out there about the role of the enabler in protecting the institution... And as a byproduct, protecting the perpetrator. And that's why tomorrow's event is so um, important. And that's why this undertaking, and you're right, I mean, I spend my day with sexual assault survivors, but I'm not important here. What is important here is is these three words, holding people accountable, criminalizing it, and educating on the bystander and their neighbor.
0: Yeah, so important. Uh, and all three of those uh, are, are powerful pieces to the puzzle. That accountability, obviously, is the one most of us think of when we think of these kinds of situations, but then getting it to legislation. So it's criminalized uh, and then educating everyone to make sure everyone understands we all have a role to play with our fellow travelers here on this crazy planet of ours. Uh, And when we abdicate that, it's amazing how many other things are undermined uh, when we don't feel that we have that responsibility, either as a bystander or someone who might be enabling uh, someone with bad behavior uh, it's that interconnectedness that I think you're you're really driving at.
1: So interesting you use the word abdicate. One of the sexual assault survivors who was assaulted by the USA gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser in that famous case. Nasser assault her name is Maddie Larson. Nasser uh, violated her seven hundred and fifty times. The numbers are astonishing. But he could only act this way because USA gymnastics protected him. Right. When I asked Ms. Larson, what's the one word, one word that defines what the enablers did to you that one word, she didn't use abdicate, she used the word, they abandoned me. Mm. And I think that's that's powerful. Yeah. There are, that's why, again, accountability, just um, criminalizing, education, to under, for people to understand that the decision, the conscious decision by institutional actors not to protect the vulnerable, abandons them. And I need to add that sexual assault survivors, I think by now over 30 countries with whom I, with whom I have interacted, repeatedly tell me that the trauma of the attack. I mean, it's obviously awful, but the real pain is the re trauma, the mm. re traumatization when they understand that the person who could have protected them chose not to.
0: Yeah. Well, we talk about getting comfortable with uncomfortable conversations, and this is uh, it, and it leads us to the crucial conversation. Again, this is uh, so important. The Utah State Bar is joining with the S.J. Quinney College of Law. They're hosting a celebration of the creation of the Bystander Initiative at the University of Utah. The, the program is dedicated to the study of the bystander or the enabler uh in community and criminal justice Uh, this is a crucial one and amos giora we always appreciate your perspective on so many things uh this is one uh, above all the other things we talk about in geopolitics uh this is about people and about individuals uh, and this one matters most thank you so much for sharing that with us today
1: thank you for having me
0: all right we'll step aside for one last commercial break when we come back some final thoughts on inside sources here on ksl news radio stick around